the parasite, King David teaches us that we are at our happiest and our most prosperous when we consume the efforts of our own hands, where we're not dependent on handouts, where we, where we work for what we get and we, and we enjoy what we get. That's when we are at our happiest and at our most prosperous. And that's something that is very foundational to the Jewish experience. We say uh, every day in the benching after meals and in the tefillah for Parnosa every day, we pray to Hashem, don't make me dependent on handouts from other people. It doesn't matter how big the handout is and it doesn't matter how small my own efforts are. I would rather earn my living from my own efforts than, than from handouts. That's, that's how the Jew thinks. That's how the Jew lives. A person would rather have one measure of his own work, the benefits of his own work, than nine times as much of, of a handout, something to get from something else. We value that independence. We value that. And we'll see that this playing out in the understanding of this piece of Gomorrah, where we have two case studies and one principle. The principle that we're dealing with is the principle we had back in Dafchaf and Dafchaf Aleph, which is What happens if I benefit from your property in a way that doesn't cost you anything? And we're not talking about whether I'm permitted to do so, whether I should do so. We're just talking about it. I did. It was raining and I took shelter in your house, in your building. And I stayed there for a while. Maybe I stayed there for a day or two. It didn't cost you anything. Am I chayev? Do I have to pay you rental? Do I have to pay you anything? And we had the halacha that it's potter. You don't have to pay for that. That's, that's the, the, the law, the principle. The two case studies we're dealing with is number one, I kidnap your slave. Yesterday we talked about a case where I took your, a span of oxen and I worked with the oxen and I returned the oxen afterwards. Today we're dealing with, I took your, your slave. I kidnapped your slave in the days when there was slavery, and I worked the slave. I used the slave, and then I give him back to you. Am I chayv? Do I have to pay you for the labor that the slave did for me? I'm using your asset. I'm using your slave to do that. And we have the, the din of Rav Daniel bar Rav Katina in the name of Rav. Patur. No, you're patur for that. You don't have to pay for that. That's the one case study. The other case study is the one that I, that I mentioned to you as an, as an example of Hadar If I live in your yard, I use your, your property without your permission, but it doesn't cost you anything, am I or not? And we say there also you patu. And the Gemara says, but, but these two can't really be compared. These two cases can't really be compared, the Gemara suggests. Why? Because in the case of the house, there really isn't any cost to you. And you're okay with it because the Gemara says there are various reasons back on Dafchafalaf as well where it's preferable for a landlord to have his place occupied than to have it empty. There are all sorts of reasons why, there, why there's a benefit in having it occupied. So there's definitely no harm in the fact that I occupied your place, assuming your place is not out for rental. There's no loss of income. There's no damage. I'm just using your space. In such a case, I'm patu. So the Gemara says, I understand that. But in the case of Atokef Vavdosha Chavirova Sabom Lacha, Os the Gemora, me Nichale de Nichushavde, 
is it in anybody's interests that his slave should be weakened through labor and, and he's not getting the benefit? If I tire my slave out because he's working for me, that, that's, what, that's what a slave is for, or an employee works for me, I get the benefit from that. That's what, it's for, that's what the arrangement is for. But did you use my slave without my permission, and you tiring out my slave, and I don't get the benefit? That's not in my, where is that in my interest? You can't compare these two cases. Answers the Gemara. <laughs> no, even with slaves, it's a good, it's, it's a good thing for the, for the owner. We're talking about a slave, as Rashi has explained. We're talking about a case where the slave is idle. The, the owner has no work for the slave. The owner is not using the slave. So the slave sitting around there doing nothing. I come along and I employ the slave. I use the slave. Says the Gemara, it's actually in the owner's interest that the slave shouldn't stand idle because idleness is something one can become addicted to. You know, there was a time where it was taken for granted that if you had a job, you went to work. Then came COVID. And all of a sudden, people realized you can have a job without going to work. And now it's very difficult. It's years later, and the employers are still finding it very difficult to persuade employees to come back to work because it's good for a servant or an employee or a slave not to get used to the easy life because once you're used to the easy life, it's very difficult to go back to the hard life. So it's fine. It's in his interest to do so. That's the Gemara. No real problem with the Gemara. The problem's in the Rambam. So the Rambam brings these two halachot in Perik Gimel of Hilchot Gezele Va'aved. In Halacha Zayin, he says the following. If I kidnapped my friends, not kidnapped in the sense of violence, I just tell, I, I borrow your slave without asking you, and I use him for work, and I'm not causing him not to do any other work, the slave is otherwise idle. Patu, you don't have to pay. What's the reason, says the Rambam? Because it's in the interests of the slave owner that his slave shouldn't be idle. But if he did cause him not to do other work which he would otherwise have done, you've got to pay the, what you would have paid for a worker. You've got the benefit of the work. So the reason the Rambam gives is the reason of the Gemara. A person is, wants his slave not to be idle. In Halacha Tet, now we have the other case of the property. I'm occupying the space of my friend without his permission. If this property was not out for rental, it was not an income-generating property. It was just standing empty. And I occupied it for that period of time. And we've got it now where there are lots of people who have been displaced from their homes in the south and in the north and they're... Uh, and they're staying in, in homes of people who've got empty houses. There are many people we all know who've got empty properties, and they've allowed s- some of these uh, people to, to use the space. Is there, can you claim, can you tamps if the, if the property was not out for rental, and assuming there's no damage done to it, they're just using the space. Is the, can you claim rental? No, nothing, no, nothing to claim. Even if this person would have had to hire a place somewhere else. So he's definitely benefiting. The, the occupier is saving rental. The landlord is, is losing nothing. Ask Rabbi Yosheber Soloveitchik 
in Rishimot Shirim that the, the question is brought, why is the Rambam giving two different reasons? The Gemara has gone through what we're really dealing with is the case of Zeneh. The Gemara had a question. I bet the slave is not, there is a cost to using the slave because the slave gets weakened. Says the Gemara, no, but there's a benefit in that, in that cost as well. So it kind of it evens out. Why does the Rambam give two completely different reasons? In the case of the property, he says the reason is I'm benefiting, you're not, you're not losing anything. And in the case of the slave, he says the reason is that it's in the interest it's in the interest of a person that he shouldn't, his slave shouldn't be idle. Why doesn't the Rambam say the same reason? From a net perspective, there is benefit without cost. So why should, the, why should it not be patur? So to understand that, I want to suggest that we refer to back to Tosfus on Dafchafal of Amudalef. There, there was a small Tosfus. We're talking about a case there where there, there's an estate that belongs to orphans, and this estate is a rubbish heap. It's, not, it's just a, a, a site that, that's not used for anything. People are dumping their garbage there. It's a useless site. And somebody puts up a house there. Somebody puts up a shack on his house, on, on his property. And in that case, the Gemara says his chayv, he has to pay for, the, for the, the, the rental of the space on which the house is built. Why, says the Gemara? Because we're talking in the case there where there actually were people using that property and paying a very small rental. So let us say that the value of the rental for the house that this new occupier put up, let's say, is $1,000 a month. The value that the landlord was getting from this occupier, this low homeless person who put a little shack up on the garbage heap and used to pay the, the owner $50 a month. So I'm causing you a loss of $50 a month because now I've put up my house there and I've chased away the, the, the homeless person. And I'm getting benefit of $1,000 a month, but you're only losing $50 a month. Says the Gemara, you have to pay for the full $1,000 a month explains Tosfus, if I'm causing you even a little loss, you've got to pay for the whole thing. So only works if there's no loss at all. If there's any loss to the other person, then I have to pay the full value of my Hana'ah, which is, which is strange in Hilchot Nezikin, because in most cases of Nezikin, what are we talking about? Whether it's theft or whether it's, it's damages, I pay what I damaged you. I pay the loss I caused you. Here I'm causing you a loss of $50, and I'm paying you $1,000. Why is that? So we need to understand the principle back on Daf Chaf Aleph in order to understand the Rambam here. And what I would suggest is the following. A new understanding of Zen and Now this is a huge sugir. We've got it here. We've got it in Daf Chaf Aleph. We've got it in two Daf ta- time again. We've got it all over in Ezekiel. And there's a fortune that's been written on the, on the topic. But this, this understanding, this insight will help. If anybody's going into the sugya in depth, it will help. Let's redefine Zeneen Evezelo Chaser. Based on that Tosfus, based on Chafalaf, that means if I cause you no loss, I don't have to pay you anything. I haven't damaged you. And yes, I've benefited, but I haven't really benefited from you. I've had benefit, but not directly from you. It didn't cost you anything. It would be from you if you invested in my benefit, if you paid for my benefit. But if you didn't pay anything for my benefit, then it's not really benefit from you. But but if my benefit comes at a cost to you, even if it's a $50 cost and my benefit is $1,000, I couldn't have had my $1,000 benefit without you paying $50 for it. 
So who has paid for my benefit? You have. That's not my benefit. The benefit belongs to you. It's a chidush. It's, it's a new idea. That if the benefit is not mine, it doesn't belong to me. I have to pay for it. That's the idea of yegiya kapecha kitochel. It's, it's got to be yours. So if, it's not that I, I've got to compensate you for what it cost you. I've got to buy my benefit from you because the benefit isn't mine. The fact that it only cost you 50, it's the same as a, a person in a store sells an item for $100. It only cost him $50. I don't pay him $50. I pay him the benefit. I couldn't get that item anywhere else for less than $100. So my benefit is $100. So I pay him $100. I'm buying the article from him. It's almost as if when I'm causing you a loss, it's almost as if I need to buy my benefit from you because the benefit belongs to you and I'm stealing the benefit from you if I, don't, if I don't pay you. And it's true in normal cases of Gzela, we've learned that you've got to pay at the time, what the thing was worth at the time of the theft. I've got to pay what it, the damage it caused you, but that's because of Shinui Koine and because Veishivlo et HaGzela Shegazal, they're various psukim in the Torah. But essentially, if I've got something that belongs to you, I've got to pay you for what I've got. Here I've got a thousand dollars a month benefit. That's what I've got. I've got free rental. I have to pay you for that rental. It's not good enough just to compensate you for what it cost you. That's the idea of So now if we go to our two case, case studies, if we go to the case of the slave, yes, I'm getting the benefit of the slave's labor, but is it costing you something? Yes, the Gemara says, I didn't want my slave weakened. It's true that I would rather have him employed. That's a different cheshbon. That's, that means I'm moichel, that means I forgive it. And the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef says that the din of chaser has nothing to do with mechila. It's not that, the, that if I haven't caused you damage, you forgo the cost. It's there isn't, even if you don't forgo the cost, I don't have to pay you. I'm patur. You can't claim it from me. It's got nothing to do with forgoing. But in the case of the slave, it's about forgoing the cost. The owner of the slave says... Yes, the labor you got from my employee, from my slave, really belongs to me because it cost me something. But you know what? I'm not going to charge you for it because I'm happy that my slave was working and wasn't sitting doing nothing. So it's, it's a din in mechila, it's a din in foregoing. It's not a din in zene because based on the Gemara and Davchavalif, as explained by the Tosfos, this is not a case of zene because my benefit of labor from the slave came at a cost to you. That's not the case of the, of the house. In the case of the yard where I'm occupying your yard, I'm just occupying this, but your space. Clearly, if I damage it, I have to pay for the damage. If I'm in your house and I break the window, I've got to repair the window. If I've dirtied the walls, I've got to repaint it. I've got to return it to you as it was. That's a different issue. But my occupying the space in itself is not at your cost. It doesn't cost you anything that I'm in an unoccupied space, which you weren't renting out or using in any kind of way at all. That's completely intangible. I'm not occupying. There is no cost to you in that Yes, there might be side costs, which is a different issue. But in my actual living there, there's no cost to you. And therefore, that's a case of And that's why the Rambam says in the case of the Why? In the case of the house, the deen is 
Ah, you'll say, but um, maybe he doesn't want somebody to be there. No, says the Gemara, people do want people occupying. They, they want the place occupied. They don't want the place standing empty. There's a benefit in that. But the real principle is Zeneneh Vizeloch Haseh. But we can't use the principle of Zeneneh Vizeloch Haseh for Hatokef Avdoshel Chavero, for using somebody else's slave, because there my benefit comes at a cost, which means the benefit doesn't belong to me, it actually belongs to you, and I've got to buy the benefit back by paying for the amount of benefit. If it were not for the fact that the slave owner is Mochel, he forgoes that, because he's, he's actually, he says to himself, I'm, I'm happy that my slave was being used and he was working and he wasn't sitting around doing nothing at all. That's the difference between the two Rambams. And with that, we can answer the, the kasha of Rabbi Yoshebeh and, and many other difficult things in these, in these sugyas. And from there, we understand just the, 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 this, this principle, this Jewish principle, not to want hana'ah, benefit, which, which you haven't paid for. Not to want something which is not yours. Not to want something which you haven't earned. The value of, ha- of everything I have is from my own effort. And that's responsible for Jewish entrepreneurship. And that's responsible for Jewish independence and, and for not living on handouts. And when Jewish communities get to, to new places around the world, the first thing they do is they build their own infrastructure and they build their own schools. They don't start off with, with benefits. What, what, what are the benefits? What are the handouts? What's the social security? That's not where the Jew starts. The Jew starts with, what do I need to build here? So as to become independent and to be able to have my own source of income, my own source of, of infrastructure. That's what, that's what the Jewish people do. And we see that back to the very beginning of the of the Masechta, of Yehuda's comment of if you want to be a chosid, if you want to be a righteous person, learn these things, because here you understand the essence of what the Jewish soul is. And in this case, about independent Hanoah, about being the owner of that which you benefit from and not receiving a handout.